This week on Ultra 64, we feel the earth move under our feet because we're playing Quake and Quake 2, which are both biographical games about the life and loves of Carol King. <laughs> Welcome to Ultra 64. We are the gun totinist weird monster shootingest chainsaw and his nail gunningest video game podcast in the world my name is steve guntley i am rsg that is regular size guy woody saskowski <laughs> uh we are joined by a very special guest say hello special guest hello my name's phil uh and i'm sagittarius Ooh, and yeah, what uh, are you phil tell about yourself he likes, he likes long walks on the beach yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> we're very happy to have phil there phil's uh visiting back from uh from out east and uh we haven't seen him in a little while so we're glad you were able to cut some time out of your vacation and come no, uh, play video games with super us. lucky to be sitting on the podcast long time nintendo 64 fan yes uh logged a lot of hours on wave race 64 mm-hmm. never figured out how to activate the ride the dolphin cheat yeah that was like that was like the holy grail of wave race was- that's like, the thing. Ride a dolphin. See, okay, that, this is another game. I don't know. Maybe this rivals uh, Star Fox for highest profile game I've never played. It's no but, Star Fox, but it, no. But it was a, it, it was shouldn't. a big seller. That was yeah. a big popular one, right? That was a pop- yeah. and early on when there weren't too many. It was games a, that to was one of the first from. five, I believe. Yeah. Other uh, sixty four anecdote for me. One, of, I had a terrible fight with my brother one time because <laughs> uh, we were each trying to choose which game to put on our Christmas list, and I wanted Mission Impossible, and he wanted, uh, what was it, Ocarina of Time? (laughs) Oh, some game that everybody forgets about. And he knew what was up, and I did not, and he pointed that out, and he was completely right, but it was (laughs) a big fight. get Mission Impossible? We got got both of them. Okay, okay. Okay. And I defiantly spent a long time playing Mission Impossible. Well, we'll, when we get to that episode, we'll we'll try and get to the bottom. We'll do a (laughs) one-on-one comparison. (laughs) It's better than... Impossible. How does it stack up to Ocarina of Time? We'll we'll dig into that for yeah, you, buddy. I lost. Yeah. I think I preface this whole thing with I lost. <laughs> and you're you're a you're a shoot, fan of shooters, right? Like I you do like shooters. many a, many an FPS. Yeah, um, I mean, certainly things took off when all of my friends got Xboxes and Halo, but uh, a lot of GoldenEye 64 back in the day, mm-hmm. um, brother and dad playing GoldenEye, good times, DK mode, paintball. Um, oh yeah. Yep. Good Did stuff. Did you? So, but you've never played Quake. So yeah. I had never played Quake. No, the cover was kind of scary looking, <laughs> and that That's was enough to it. stay away and, and drive me back towards Mario Tennis. And you're you're both kind of Quake newbies with, with this yeah, as well because you never. I, yeah, we, I never. Neither yeah. of us have played a Quake game. I I played Quake One quite a bit back in the day. It was uh, one of the few games I had on PC, which I feel like that should be a good indicator for how big of a deal a game was. Like if I'd heard of it on PC and I had it. Then it was a pretty big deal. I loved, loved, loved Doom back in the day. Like I still remember very vividly. Okay, I'm just like, I'm putting Kai Bosch right now. No yeah. more back in the day. What? One. We've already said it three times, and we've been talking we? for like oh, two minutes. So, okay, find a so, new turn over oh, back in the man. day. Yawn in the <laughs> past, in error previously, when yeah. twas child. In past lives. <laughs> when but I was a youngin. I, I remember very distinctly my friend installed Doom on the net, computer network in the computer lab in my elementary school. Okay. And <laughs> anytime we were done with our like Mavis Beacon teaches typing lessons, we would switch over over to doom oh my goodness and uh yeah i was addicted to it it felt so like raw and so cool and so dangerous and then quake came out and that's like the spiritual successor to doom and it just seemed even more aggro and so like gritty and grown up and dangerous and scary so i was all about it um 
and it was pretty foundational game. I mean, it's not something people talk about all that much anymore, especially the first game. You don't really talk about its impact. Yeah, so this is by the same, this is by id Software, yeah. which was the company that created Doom, which is just a formational game of computer gaming in general because it was so popular yeah. and just people found ways it was shared online people found ways to just get it installed on every computer exactly. that could play it like yep. you said and it really popularized the first person shooter genre um and it's, then it's tricky because we have to talk about id this episode without really talking about id because we still have a doom game to go into oh, and we still have sure. a hexen and we still have a couple daikatana we we have a couple of other areas where we can talk about id software mm-hmm. so like i guess the basics of them is like I think we can safely say they're one of the most influential game developers ever, right? I mean, between... Certainly on a genre. Between this and Doom and Wolfenstein and, like, yeah, they're they're a big, big, big deal. Uh, And they kind of popularize first-person shooters as we know it. And they also popularize the concept of video games being controversial. Edgy. Edgy and, and shocking and violent. Yeah, so... They they were a pretty big deal. So the company was founded in 1991 by uh, brothers John and Adrian Carmack, Tom Hall, and John Romero. And, uh, yeah, so they, they were a big deal back in the day. Uh, God damn it, Steve. Yeah! One more. <laughs> all right. Uh, so Wolfenstein, Doom, Doom 2, they were all massive game-changing hits. And so there was a lot of pressure on their follow-up, you know, like, all right, what was it going to be? So, uh, And can I ask, was this an American company? This was. They're based out of Texas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh while the final product wound up feeling very much like Doom, it, it took this kind of circuitous route to get there. So the very first mention of Quake came in id's very first game. It came in 1990's Commander Keen, uh, which was like just a kid-friendly platformer, side-scrolling right? pro- platformer. Yeah. Uh, and if you beat the game, then you get a little message saying that like uh, the enemy Quake has escaped and that they have a little advertisement for a sequel called uh, Commander Keen Fight for Justice, which would star Quake, who was this rough-and-tumble tough guy and... Uh, he first came about through the company D&D game. He was, I think he was John Romero, or John Carmack's character. Named Quake. Uh, just named Quake, and yeah. he was just like a badass druid or something. So when they were first planning out this game, it was going to be an adaptation of their Dungeons & Dragons game. So it was going to be a first-person RPG, like, uh, set in this kind of medieval fantasy world. Wow. Uh, and they were kind of planning that right around the same time that they were doing uh, Doom. And I, I think they kind of realized the technology for what they wanted to accomplish with Quake wasn't there yet. So they shelved it for a while. And by the time Doom 2 came out and was a massive hit, the technology had caught up to them. And they could start, like, putting some more money into it. So it still took a little while for this game to take shape into what it would eventually be. Uh, which is basically just a, another shooter. It's just another... It's it's very similar to Doom, except this one has full 3D range of motion, which you didn't have in Doom. Uh, and what, what, yeah. do you, what do you mean by that? Like, can, Meaning, mean, this game was designed with the mouse in mind, so that you could control... The, you could look all around, you could find little secret nooks and crannies. Because in Doom, you can't look up and down. You cannot. Yeah, you're stuck in one flat plane and I just would like have had an easier shooting. time with yeah. that. The, the, the inverted controls and yeah. were just killing the, you. The introduction of being able to look up and down is the introduction of finding yourself staring at the floor and the ceiling <laughs> while you're being shot by the other people playing the game with you. Well, that's, I mean, uh, you caught on to it pretty... Uh, once we once we switched your controls back, you caught up. There's, there, I mean, a lot of people played a lot of GoldenEye 
and that has the control scheme of you moving with the stick. Yeah. Um, whereas this uses the Turok layout of moving with the uh, C buttons. Mm-hmm. And so I think that caught you by surprise. But this is good because, like, that's what would happen in a movie or a TV show when someone of an older generation is playing a video game. <laughs> yeah. That's what you would see. You would see them uh, with their screen staring at the ground while they're being <laughs> shot. Or, like, like Jim in the office yeah, when playing, playing Call of Duty, uh, Call yeah. of Duty and the scra- <laughs> the, the uh, yeah, in the Scranton office, the, uh, and, uh, the the Connecticut office, yeah, the yeah. Mm-hmm. Stanford, Stanford, Stanford office, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I didn't really this you you were you're hyping up that different range of motion, but this game doesn't feel that different from. You don't feel it on the N sixty four as much. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. very it's very forgiving in terms of the elevation and the auto aim and stuff like that. Um, and it still f- looks pretty muddy and two D esque. Right, it does a bit. Um. I mean, going a little bit more, and this is something that we're really missing in the N64 port, but this is kind of a foundational thing for the series itself. It didn't, it wasn't really taking shape. Like, it, it's got all these kind of disparate themes going on. Like, it's a little bit of a medieval castle, and then it's a little bit of a science fiction, and then it's a little bit of Lovecraft, and it's all these different things that aren't really coming together. And the thing that eventually brought it together was the involvement of a certain Trent Reznor, a.k.a. Nine Inch Nails. Whoa. So let's talk a little bit about Nine Inch Nails. Uh, they're they're definitely, like, one of my favorite bands from back in the day and still today. Uh, I mean, they were so groundbreaking, and I actually first heard of them through this game. Uh, that was when I came to it. I'm like, oh, man, the music in this is awesome. And then I saw the music video for Closer, which was, like, the most dangerous, scary music video and lyrics I'd heard at the time, you know. And they upset my parents, so I was like, okay, yeah, i, I got <laughs> to listen to this more. The, the, amount your, the level of your interest in something is directly proportional to the <laughs> amount that it upsets your parents. Uh, I suppose. You remember how I said I didn't uh, play Doom 1 because the uh, cover art looked kind of scary? Yeah, yeah. Suffice to say, I did not listen to Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> I mean, time. they were not they didn't wind up being the band i thought they were like because i got uh the downward spiral for christmas that year which was like their big album that closer was on so really i'd only heard closer and i thought that was a big thing it's really a lot more about like ambient moodscapes and like they do hurt on that album which is one of my very favorite songs ever johnny cash would eventually cover it and a really beautiful cover Uh, and uh but it's it's a lot softer and a lot more meditative than you would think it is but either way like Trent Reznor's involvement in this game really set the tone and it kind of pulled together a lot of the themes. And it was more than just slapping a license or like a, a selling out and putting your band in a video game. He was very, very involved with a lot of it. And he actually does the voices like in all the sound effects. Uh, so when you hear the ranger getting shot and grunting, that's Trent Reznor going, uh, 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 yeah. So... Is that cut in this port, though? I mean, I that's know... cut in this port. Okay, yeah, so I think that's all, worth clarifying. All Nine Inch Nails involvement in the Nintendo sixty four games is scrubbed. Like even in the in the PC game, the weapon for the nail gun is it says in the box it has the Nine Inch Nails logo, and your weapon are the ammunition are Nine Inch Nails that okay. you shoot at people, and that's gone from this. So that's kind of a bummer. And I think the the musician for the N sixty four port tried to emulate the style a little bit, but it just doesn't. Really so it come loses. Across. You're saying the game has lo- lost a lot of its identity. It in this does, port. yeah, and that's kind of the general problem with this port in general. It's just that it's a compromised version of the original PC game. I don't know, and I, I guess I'm kind of talking on my ass because I'm the only one who's played the original PC game at this point. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, judged on its own merits, even not having played that. PC port like it's pretty it's a pretty muddy looking and 
feeling game. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't feel very smooth. Um, and things just look very pixelated. And I don't know, I always think about what other first-person shooters would be your options at this time. And yeah. I think by the time... Because you said the PC version of Quake came out in 96. Yeah. And then now we have... So now it's the 98. It's about two years until the N64 come, version comes out. Yeah. And so now you could play Goldeneye at this point. Mm-hmm. You could play Turok at this point. Yeah. I think and, Turok 2 is out as well. Yeah. And this game yeah. just does not compare to those. It really of, does. And they try... Well, let, let's get some details on this. So uh, the Quake port was released on March 24th, 1998. And uh, it was the publisher, but it was developed by Midway. They were the same company that took on uh, Doom. Uh, for the N64. And this was also put on the Saturn and the PlayStation. And uh, so here's some of the things you lose. Uh, you get some improved graphics on this. You know, These uh, were improved these were graphics? Improved. These were improved. <laughs> lightly. Uh, but you also you lose the music. You lose several of the deathmatch maps. Uh, you lose the cool lighting effects. Like it used to be you'd fire a rocket down a hallway and like it would light up going down the hallway. So you lose that. You lose the Nine Inch Nails tie-in. Uh, you have two-player deathmatch, but now there's like a big drop in the frame rate compared to the PC yeah, version. And playing two-player deathmatch in a first-person shooter kind of sucks. It like, does, it's yeah. It's pretty boring. And- At this point, we're so far beyond that. Like it's hard to even look back on that as like an option. It also has a very strange mechanic of when you get killed, you lose a point. Yeah. So we were playing to ten, and it's like I would kill someone or get killed and then my score would just reset so i believe we had played for about 10 minutes and Mm -hmm. our score was two to two Mm -hmm. um and the option menu allowed you to go up to 100 kills (laughs) and so i like to imagine that there's a group of two people out there somewhere still playing their 100 kill match from when they got quake for the n64 they can't get any more points yeah i thought that trying to play 50 stars in mario party was the ultimate measure of oh a, god you know Ugh. a forever game but yeah this this is totally different this could drag on yep. like literally all day if you wanted it to and yeah so i mean it should be said that online multiplayer was a big feature of the uh pc version and it was kind of the game eventually started becoming known for its multiplayer functionality and you can't really get any even kind of a simulation of that mm-hmm. on the N64. Obviously, there's never going to be any, you know. So uh, there is kind of a loose plot, uh, if you want to describe it as such. So uh, you play as a soldier that's only known as Ranger. And you've been sent by the government to stop a mysterious villain known only as Quake. Uh, so Quake has escaped through an interdimensional portal called a Slipgate. And he's now sending otherworldly monsters through the gate to attack Earth. So in this world, it's kind of like... The, the world that you enter when you're chasing down Quake and trying to stop him is kind of this waypoint between all these dimensions. So you get a little bit of the medieval, you get a little bit of the Lovecraft. Some of the character, some of the boss characters are actually Lovecraft creations, like Shub Nigaroth and uh, Cathan and other things like that. So there's lots of sort of just grody, like goopy things that have chainsaws for hands. Yeah, yeah. There's like an ogre. There's like a knight. You know. So like, it's it's, it's kind of a, a little bit of everything. Um, but it's a distinctive world, at least. You know, if, if it doesn't come together thematically, the lore is not terribly important in this. You're just kind of running around shooting stuff. Um, but as for level design, I think it's actually kind of cool. I think there's lots of secrets you can find. And you actually get a little running count of all the secrets you uncover at the end of the level. Like, so you get bonus points if you discover all five, six, seven secrets at the end of the level. And you get bonus points for how many of the enemies you're able to take out. 
There's also a very, very noticeable difference between normal mode and easy mode, <laughs> I noticed. Like, yeah, we didn't get too yeah. far in normal. No. but You were cranking through. Easy, easy mode, you can just move right through it, like almost nothing. Um, but, you know, with, with most first-person shooters of this era, I think since character development's kind of beside the point, you have to get a lot of your personality out through weapons. So let's talk about mm-hmm. the weapons we have in this. Um, we have eight different ones to choose from. So we get the axe. That's like your starter melee weapon. It's just kind of like a bloody look. It looks more like a trowel, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which we didn't... I don't think we spent enough time with. I think we should have spent a little bit more time with the axe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you die quick in this game. This you is That's part of sort of the aesthetic of these id games is they move fast. They move real and fast. And enemies yeah. shoot fast. And so if you're going to run up to someone to try and axe them... Yeah. Um, ask them a question. They're gonna um, just decimate you quickly. <laughs> and the question is: the question is how fast can work? you kill me? And, and the answer is no. Is it fun? <laughs> the answer is no. Incidentally, if you want to see a, a really hard to watch bad movie, look up Axum. It's a real thing, and it's horrible. Is it about someone running around axing people? I made it 15 minutes into the movie, so maybe. Is it spelled A X E space? It's no. It's E M A X apostrophe E M. Axum. Okay, okay. And I think so, it was, yeah. So without the space. No, yes. without the E. Without the E, yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's e. just A-X, oh, okay. yeah, not A-X-E. <laughs> they're, 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 that, that E in the title is doing, doing double it. duty. Got I it. mean, it's it's clearly filmed on like a, a mid-90s handheld camcorder, <laughs> and they don't you can't hear what anybody's saying because you're hearing the wind in the background. It's so unwatchable. It's crazy. But anyway, so don't watch Axum. Yeah, anyway. yeah. You always do this, Steve. You always bring up movies that no one has ever heard of, and you're like, don't watch that yeah. movie. And it's like, okay. I just like, want people to know that I know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know about you. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so aside from the axe, we also have a shotgun, a double-barreled shotgun, a nail gun, a super nail gun, Ooh. a grenade launcher, a rocket launcher, and the thunderbolt, which is the game's heavy hitter. Um, it just kind of shoots a long stream of lightning at your enemy and kills them pretty quickly. The nail gun, I would say, is probably the most iconic of this first game. Yep. Uh, it's very, it's like a double-barreled thing, and you shoot nine-inch nails, uh, and it's very fast-paced and it does a lot of damage. But otherwise, it's not the most personable uh, arsenal here. If we compare it to like Doom with its chainsaw and its BFG, like there's not a whole lot here that's like, oh yeah, let's. let's... Nor much variety. I mean, you said there's like, you said eight weapons, but like shotgun, and super du- shotgun, yeah, yeah. and nail gun, and super nail gun. Exactly. Like, just... Oh, look how quick I can put these boards together. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and you get a couple of power-ups in here, too. So you get a, a quad damage, which does a lot of damage to your quads, I have to imagine. Yeah, it, um, it blasts those quads. <laughs> they blast them. They blast them quads. Uh, you get a bio suit, which lets you watch, walk through all the poison sludge. Uh, you get a pentagram of protection, which is a, it's a demonic glyph that makes you invincible for 30 seconds also the satanic element of this game is not really there so just the fact that you have this like pentagram all of a sudden is like okay it's sure like it's just throw sweet, it throw sweet it in addition the pot. to enrage steve's parents yeah yeah just one more thing yeah yeah it was just like one person's thing on the developing team yeah. and his suggestions were always demonic and satanic i can tell you right now finally threw him a bone yeah and let him have the pentagram body armor. absolutely it was 100 percent john romero i can tell you that right now that was kind of a there was kind of a weird run of that sort of stuff in the in the early 90s and that, that's kind of like um a recurring theme because like in early magic the gathering cards mm-hmm. um, oh, sure. there were some cards that would have a pentagram on them mm-hmm. and then in later versions where they would reprint that card they just remove the pentagram from the art um, yeah yeah i think there was a sort of a big demonic 
scare like late 80s early the 90s the satanic right? panic is yeah. what they called it and uh, it, it was so that was a way to guarantee that you can make your product edgy and appeal to kids so if you're a metal band if you're a video game if you're a magic the gathering card you slap a pentagram on there and all of a sudden your parents are afraid wow. of it so yeah no there was a big deal about people being afraid of being drawn into satanic cults like all throughout the 80s so or uh was it a judas priest album that you play backwards and it, mm, it tells you to kill yourself uh, for satan or something like that i don't know it was um, a whole court case that, but yeah. this is a bell this yeah this game is not it's not particular it's not no aspect of it i mean it's rated m but it's not shocking at all in any no regards at this point when we go play it now it is pretty no. fun to shoot the guys with a grenade launcher and they explode in like a fountain of gore you know yep. so they just, they're just reduced to meat chunks but and that's very, all you see very very yeah. cheesy and pixelated looking well the other thing we didn't even find this uh, one of the power-ups is the ring of shadows which makes you invincible so it's literally just from tolkien yeah it's just the it's the lord of the rings ring yeah, this is definitely uh, a game made by nerds it's like. definitely made by nerds yeah so it's lots of like industrial music and lord of the rings references and satan and all uh, starting back with Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it all goes back. There's so no, there's no RPG. Just to clarify, there's no RPG elements. In there's this not. Game. No, this is uh, as straightforward a shooter as you can imagine, uh, and it's 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 stock and trade. It's what they're good at. And for me, like being the only one who's played this game before, going back, like I was starting to fall back into the groove of it, uh, the single player mode at least, because it's like. I'm remembering a lot of this stuff, and when you put it on the easier mode, it's easier to kind of cruise through and look for secrets and stuff like that. And I was getting into it. Um, it's not great, and I would say uh, this is not the way to play this game. And I think that's why... If you have a computer that can run Quake <laughs> yes. in 2018... It's got to be on maybe, Steam or something, yeah, right? Maybe yeah, maybe try booting it up. I yeah. don't know. Pretty has pretty high system requirements. Yeah. <laughs> you might need one megabyte of RAM. Um, no, so, I mean, it's it was kind of a cool nostalgia trip for me. Uh, but I think part of the reason why it suffered, and a lot of people don't even realize these games are on the Nintendo 64, is because this is basically just the same exact game, but slightly worse. Uh, so there's no real reason to play it. And it was already such a massive seller. There's no real reason to go back to it on this system. And, and I just feel that by 98, that. the ship has sailed on this level of quality for your FPS. I just yeah. feel like GoldenEye brings it to a whole nother level. So if you're going to come out after GoldenEye, you need to do a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I don't did, did either of you guys have any different, well, better experiences Well, is that like a this? reoccurring theme here? With I feel like I've heard a lot of that in the podcast is it, the Nintendo 64 years don't seem to follow just a linear track of better and better and better. You know, it's, it's true. It's too bad when something comes out later that's worse than something that's already come out. It's rare that like a port that appears on the Nintendo 64 is like the best version of that game. Right. Um, yeah, it, that that's a good observation. Yeah, well, but pretty much most of the great games for Nintendo 64 were exclusive and designed for that system and but. and that's and those games like the are designed for that system i think are like exceptional they're some of the best games ever like if they really i utilize the software well, it's meant to. But unless you get a game like tony hawk where it's like just such a fundamentally good game it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. where you play it yeah. uh, well but that's a lot of the difference that we saw between quake one and quake two right quake yeah. two was yeah why don't we you let's use let's get into transition. quake two yeah so uh let me let me find my notes here yeah okay so quake two it's an entirely different beast. Like I think the, the one of the things that kind of defines the Quake series as a series in general is that it changes from game to game. 
And Quake Two was like never the intended. Paul Thomas Anderson. Of, it's uh, the Paul Thomas Anderson. Yes, it's the Madonna. Yeah. Um, the David Bowie. The David Bowie. There you go. Itself. That's the that's the difference. The exact difference between Madonna and Paul Thomas Anderson is David Bowie. <laughs> I'm actually okay with that. You can write a thesis about. This. I'm thinking about. I'm doing the math in my head. I'm crunching the numbers. <gasps> I'm stepping on some spiders from Mars, and it's it's working. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so Quake 2 was never meant to be a Quake game. Uh, it was just kind of a, a space shooter that uh, it was working on. And apparently they ran into issues licensing a title for it. Like everything that they were trying to get a patent on already existed. So it was they called... Were like, qu- there was like space guns in space. Like Johnny <laughs> Johnny Rotten's giant laser extravaganza. <laughs> uh, like, okay, Billy... Banjo-Kazooie's taken. Yeah. Uh, lock and load. Yeah, so lock and load was one of them. Load was another. Strog was one. Iggy's Wrecking Balls. That was Iggy's Wrecking Balls, yeah. <laughs> Escape from the planet of the robot monsters. John Carpenter's The Thing. Yep. Uh, John Carter, Escape from Mars. Push, based on a novel, Precious by Sapphire. Push, <laughs> push, it, push yeah. it real good. <laughs> trying to look here. I don't see a list that you guys are reading off of. So I thought we were all in the same place. I'm trying to jump in. I can't even get a word in here. No, go for it. I'm trying to work something around a nail gun reference but I, I, I've got nothing and I can't Jesus follow Christ, the Superstar. reference you even uh, mentioned yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ he used a nail gun in that right uh, sorry that's that pentagram of protection oh, it's got me it's got me all blasphemous oh, now this podcast is edgy <laughs> Yeah, don't let your parents know. Yeah, you don't tell them. Don't tell them. Oh, man. They're going to kick you off your, what do you listen to in podcasts in 1995? <laughs> I don't know. Your talk boy. <laughs> uh, anyway, so they've been developing this other game. They couldn't get a license for it. So they're like, hey, fuck it. Quake 2. And that was easier to do because uh, John Romero, who was the, the lone holdout on kind of the gritty medieval horror theme of the first game, was gone. He went off to form his own company, which when we he, will visit he later. He showed them all. He showed <laughs> them all with a little game called Daikatana, the greatest game ever made yeah. that all of us have tattooed on our faces. Um, yeah, no, it's a terrible game. Uh, <laughs> so he left, and that kind of cleared up a lot of the creative tensions that were existing at, at the company. So they're just like, all right, now let's unify this a little bit more. And so Quake 2 uh, kind of ditches the horror elements in favor of a sci-fi shooter. Um, and it's similarly bare bones in terms of plot, you are a space marine, uh, similar to the first Quake, but you're the different guy. Uh, you and your team are on a mission to go to a homeworld of an evil invading planet of aliens called the Strog. Uh, but your ship is destroyed on the way to the planet, and you crash land, and you're the sole survivor. And now you have to make your way to the center of the Strog city and murder their president. After a long day of murdering presidents, I like to relax with a nice, cool glass of Strog. Strog? Ooh, strong. <laughs> Woody just drank a glass full of pixelated alien chunks. Yeah, exactly. And now he's gagging on a large, jagged polygon. Uh, so, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, and your your guy's name is Bitterman. Bitterman? Yeah, so I Hi, just think of... Uh, I'm Thomas Bitterman. <laughs> I think of For Dean Bitterman. Oh, God. Wh- Oh, yeah, Dean, Dean Bitterman, Bitterman was the uh, Homer Goes to College episode. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Lousy um, Dean Bitterman. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, pretty dramatic change overall. Uh, so the PC game debuted uh, in December 1997. So kind of it, that, one, that game was out before the first Quake was on N64. Okay. 
And of course, once again, the hallmark here was the multiplayer. And the multiplayer here really, really took off. It was online. It was extremely fast-paced. Uh, even with online lag, it was very, very fast. It became a very big hit on college campuses, uh, being played like LAN parties and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So uh, big, big hit. And so when Quake 2 came out in uh, June 30th, 1999, uh, it was, again, it was midway Quake 2 in on the N64. Yes, yeah. on the N64. And... Uh, they decided to take a whole different tack to this than they did with the first game. So the first game was like a pared-down version of the PC port. This one they built from scratch for the system, uh, similar to the way they did with Doom 64. So they took the Strog building blocks and they, they posted did. them they, up one by one. They took their cool glasses of Strog and they dumped them out on the ground and they stomped on them with their Strog stomping boots. It was the Strog foundation with the first game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh what was I going to say? I was going to say something. You were about talking Quake about, we were talking about Strog. Yeah, we were talking about Strog. Um, anyway, so they they built this one from the ground up, and it has a slightly different story, and they rearranged some of the maps, and they've got no, a new graphics engine. Uh, they didn't even bother trying with the online multiplayer, and they're not going to try and simulate that. But what they do have is four-player uh, on-the-couch multiplayer. So and um, it plays real well. And which at this great. point just should be standard. Yeah. It's a yeah. real bummer if a game comes out at this point and does not have four-player multiplayer. Oh, absolutely. And different game modes, which is fun. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And uh, this was the first one to use the uh, expansion pack, which I think cut down on a lot of the frame rate issues that uh, the first game had and uh, made much more fast oh, split-screen wait, multiplayer. The, the, Nintendo 64 expansion pack. Yeah, that you plug. Is that the one you put under the console? Yeah, yeah. you put control? it in the system itself. Oh, that's the it one. Didn't have that. What did that thing do? Uh, it basically it just it. It's it's, we talked about this before, but it's like uh, the certain games needed it in order to play, like Donkey Kong and oh, Perfect Dark. Yeah, but other okay. games were just kind of enhanced by it. So we had oh, a really good man. example the other week with uh, NFL Quarterback Club 2000. Well, the frame rate was just awful without it. Oh, okay. yeah. Put one in and it okay. was much more playable. And oh, I feel like we didn't play this without the expansion pack this time. I just have it in there yeah. all the time now. But right, uh, okay. this played great. This yeah, played really, really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. We were we were playing the multiplayer and we were having a blast with it and I, I commented and I still think this is true that this is the best multiplayer experience I've had on this show so far, uh, like just just three player deathmatch mode. We were just running around shooting each other and it mm-hmm. plays fantastic. It's really smooth. Like it looks great. Yeah, I don't know. You guys agree? Yeah, I mean, we did it, Steve. We finally found a fun game for this system. Um, yes, after it's after been a while. months of doing this podcast and playing a bunch of less than stellar things. Yeah, I finally played something that I hadn't played before. That was really great. Um, yeah, it the single player mode plays real smooth. Uh, the guns are the graphics are really nice. They they are they really um, are. The even though it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have that weird sort of hybrid of genre, like aesthetic that the original Quake does. Like it, much more uniform in it terms is. of the graphics and the guns are cool. Yeah, and and like yeah, the multiplayer plays really fast. Like if I went to a friend's house and they're like, "Let's play some N sixty four, I have this new cool game, and I'm like, "Uh, is it Goldeneye?" And they're yeah. like, "No, it's Quake," and I'd be like, "Oh, I don't know." But then we played it. I'd be like, "Oh, this is great." I think that I think. I think it could have given, like, I think it rivals Goldeneye in terms of the multiplayer, like, quality. It's just, yeah. like, it's not what everyone grew up on. It's not as diverse in the modes and everything like that. But there are some different modes. So we get straight-up deathmatch. We get uh, 
frag teams, which is just like, yeah, two on two. Uh, you get death tag, which we played a little bit of. It's like you, you're supposed to hold on to the flag for the longest while you're all killing each other. And then there was a capture the flag mode. Yeah, it's weird to have team modes in a game that maxes out at four players. Yeah. But was this the first flag mode? Because you spent a lot of time playing flag mode in Halo yeah. You yeah. Know, several I years think. later. But. I think this game definitely sets a lot of standards for the way shooters play now more than the way GoldenEye does because I feel like there's a lot of emphasis on them being really fast you die really fast Mm -hmm. and your character moves fast and yeah the three F's had a real kind of unreal tournament feel yeah, to it as absolutely. well. Absolutely, yeah, a little yeah. bit spazzy. The guns are kind of weird and shooting big lasers that you know don't necessarily make a lot of sense. Sure, it's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, no, and I really enjoyed it. And I think, unlike with the first Quake on N sixty four, like if you've played it on the PC before, there's no reason to get that. But yeah. I think if you played Quake two on the PC, you could still enjoy this one. Like I think it plays really well and it has enough new value to it to uh, to actually validate a purchase at this time. Yeah, like you have this friend and you really like this person, but they have a Mac, mm-hmm. so you can't really have a lot of fun playing games together. <laughs> yeah. But they have a 64 and they got Quake 2 and they called I'm, you and wanted you to come over. I'm covering my Mac's years right now. <laughs> like this person, you know, so you throw them a bone, you totally would go play Quake 2. Absolutely. the story from your life, Phil? It feels like the story of my childhood. <laughs> uh, mostly after friends got Xbox. But you were the but, guy yeah. with the Mac, right? I was the guy with the Mac. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad you had so many people who liked you, Phil. Uh, is that what you took out of this story? <laughs> a bunch of friends? Yeah. That's that that come over and play games? Yeah. No, may- I didn't have Quake 2, so maybe this is just imagine the story without my having Quake 2. Okay. Got it. I'm, I really hope uh, more people know that Quake 2 is on the N64 now, because I didn't know. I had no idea until I started actually collecting stuff, and then I'd never played the game before. So have you never played Quake 2 at all? Uh, no, I kind of tapped out after the first Quake. I just never really got back into it. And I think it was because the emphasis was turning towards online multiplayer, and I did not have a computer capable of handling any of that back then. But uh, yep. this is a great workaround. Um, I like it. Single-player, too, has a little bit of like a mission-based structure to it. Like, which Yeah, is, you get get the explosives. Yeah place them somewhere yeah uh, one it had the nice little menu with all the planets and you could sort of see the map as it would move along and that that's different than just sort of blindly moving through levels yeah Yeah, until you're done a lot of the time yeah you're right it gives it a more i got the impression that you're going to go to different planets right like star fox it has that same sort of it looks like the star fox Fox map actually yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah Yeah. and did Um, it have different tracks I, or was I don't no. think so. I think maybe it was just one. I think it was just but a it straight like up track. it was a pretty good amount of levels. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing there were about four or five per planet. And yep. it looked like a variety of planets. And yeah. one could hope that the different planets had different feels, different yeah. sort of things I would going on. Yeah, so, I guess yeah. the first few levels we played, you're only in sort of this space station. Right. Um, yep. So it would be cool if there was more variety, which I can't comment on. But. Well, I'll, I'll let you guys know because I'm going to keep playing this. Yeah, um, yeah this, yep. this one's a lot of fun. Uh it also has a larger variety of weapons. Uh, so we get a machine gun, we get a shotgun, super shotgun, again with the slight upgrades, <laughs> yeah. but still. Uh, you can use a regular hand grenade or a grenade launcher or a rocket launcher. There's a grappling hook you get to use later on. <gasps> Woody's head just exploded. Uh, you get a blaster. The blaster you come standard with, and it's just like you never run out of ammo for it. It's just kind of yeah, a small hand pretty gun. pretty good. Two-hit kill. Yeah, it's not bad. Regular guys, yeah. yeah. There's also a chain gun, a rail gun, a hyper blaster, and the return of the BFG, the signature weapon the of the Doom series. The big, friendly giant. <laughs> the big <laughs> fucking gun. The- 
Yeah. Quake 2 by Roald Dahl. Chain gun and a rail gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, chain gun and a rail gun. So I don't know. We didn't, I don't think we and, got to the rail gun. gun. And it, no, there, there's no gun. nail gun. Yeah, no nail no, gun. No nail gun. Yeah, got the it, nail okay. gun's gone, so got it's it, okay. the Nine Inch Nails uh, references at got all. It. Okay. I guess he went to go work on Daikatana or something, or I don't know yeah, what he did. Him and John Romero were besties. <laughs> From what? I don't know. I don't want to slander John Romero. Is there another but, segment yeah. here about uh, uh, pairings between Nintendo 64 games and heavy metal bands? Oh, man, because there's a uh, Nightmare Creatures was a uh, developer. It was like Midway and uh, Rob Zombie. Oh, so he yeah. did all the music for that, that, so you could do that. For sure. And I think somebody contributed to Shadow Man as well. I have to double check on that. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's a couple of examples of that on the N64, but nothing as good as like the green jelly tie-in with Spider-Man Maximum Carnage. Nobody. Crickets. Nobody. No. Nobody. <laughs> nobody remembers. Nobody remembers green jelly. They're terrible. Yeah, they're really. They're, I remember Spider Man. Yeah. Maximum Carnage. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a deep cut for people who are into really terrible music. Um, <laughs> yeah. That that large subgroup of people who like to listen to they, awful music. They ironically. Saw, yeah. They yeah. saw how well it works and for Nine Inch Nails and Quake and they. Yeah, they're jumping they, on they that. They picked their game and jumped on it. Or if you want to count Bruce Willis as a musician, which I totally do. You get Apocalypse <laughs> on the PS1, uh, which is real bad. But he stars in it, and they're making a big deal about the, Bruce Well, Willis I mean, the in. best one is the, the Aerosmith. Aerosmith game. Yeah, yeah, Aerosmith. Revolution oh, Revolution X. X. Music, yeah, yeah, yeah. music is the weapon. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. the weapon. <laughs> Don't get up! I always love that. Every time you die, Steven Tyler popping out. <laughs> oh, Christ. Okay. Uh, what else do we have to talk about here? Okay, so after this game, the Quake series chose to focus solely on multiplayer. So the next game to come out would be Quake 3 Arena, which is kind of a modern classic for a lot of people. That was a PC and Dreamcast game. And and Dreamcast actually used some of the online functionality on there. And you could play against people in the PC from the Dreamcast. So does Quake have any relationship to Unreal Tournament? I feel like this is something I like that I should engine. know, but like I don't. Unreal, so Unreal doesn't have anything to do with id? or No, no, they're their own thing. They're Epic, I think, right? Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. I guess but the Unreal Engine was like a graphics engine they used for a bunch of things. It's on everything now, yeah. But yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, so okay. I think I this always used get that. Those, I always got those confused, and I think, Quake 3 Arena versus Unreal Tournament. Well, I think Quake 3 Arena is kind of stepping on their territory a little bit it's kind of the uh, Fortnite versus PUBG kind of okay. argument of today like similar things to similar ends but they're different enough like for the 10% uh, and then after this they came out with Quake 4 which I don't know anybody that's played this I think it was a launch title in the 360 and they put the focus back on oh, yeah. single player uh, and the whole gimmick of that one is that uh, early on you get captured and turned into a strog. And so you've got strong powers in that one now. Uh, and I think there was a multiplayer component in there, but really they were focusing on single player. And that was because the Doom 3 had just come out a couple years before. And uh, so they were using that same engine. And that was another game that focused more on the storyline. Yeah, this is just a whole sort of series and line of games that I just kind of missed. Phil, what are you finding out about Quake 4? Oh, I'm just looking at some images. Well, is it, yeah. Was it a launch title for the 360? It was real early. If it wasn't it's, a launch title, it was real early. That I know. game rings no bell for me. Yeah, it kind of snuck under, and people were, everybody was playing the Perfect Dark Nobel Zero. Nobel Prize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. That huge hit, Perfect Dark yes. Zero. Yes, everyone yeah. loved that one. Um, so after that, there was uh, Enemy Territory Quake Wars, which was kind of like a mashup of a couple different franchises. But I think most people view that as a spin-off uh, rather than any proper real game. 
And then later this year, we're supposed to see Quake yeah. Champions. It was a was a launch. It was a launch game. Quake cool. Form. Thank you Quake, for your... Quake Champions. Quake Champions is supposed to come out this year, and people still don't know a whole lot about it. But the rumor is that it's going to play kind of like Overwatch, where it's like a character based mm. uh, shooter where each character has their own distinct abilities. The and... I feel like games have such a longer shelf life now i don't feel like there's always a new hot thing coming so like it takes so long to break in like so i mean because we've been playing overwatch for like quite a few years now yeah and so it's like you really have to commit to like this is going to be the next hot thing yeah it's either like i feel like a game like arena shooters are either like some sort of huge smash success yeah or they just go away completely and everyone forgets about them yeah it's exactly the difference between putting out quake and having that be lesser than another first person shooter on nintendo 64 you could get away with that yeah still sell a bunch of games in the late 90s you can't get away with that now no 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 it's not everyone everyone because everything is based on online it's so important to play what everyone else is playing absolutely yeah Yeah. well do we have anything do you have any buttons you'd like to put on the uh the quake series as we've played them uh, the Z button. Yes, that's a good button. Yeah. That's a good button. That makes that's... your gun go boom, boom, boom. Exactly. Yes. Uh, no, let's get on to the rankings. <laughs> let's get on to those rankings. We've hit, we've hit a wall of awkwardness. We <laughs> have. It's a like wall. Phil Spector's wall of awkwardness. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Um. So let's move on to our ranking section. Uh, each week we add the games that we've just played onto our ongoing list of games. We, uh, this will bring us up to 62, so we're closing in on that coveted 64 spot. Are you guys doing spot. something special for 64? We're gonna, doing something special for our 64th episode, but uh, not the 64th game. Right, because... Uh, we're doing multiple games per episode, so they don't line right, up. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. So it doesn't always line up. But, we'll have uh, to give a special no, you little... Don't, you don't want to do too many special things. We do not. We do not. What could be worse than that? <laughs> we do not want people to start thinking the show is special. No. We'll give a little hat to whatever game don't is in 64th place. Don't have too much fun. Yes, yes. Little, yeah, we, are, we, are, we are no big deal here. Anyway, I'm going to add these to my list here. Uh, currently on a list of 1, 2, 60. Uh, I am going to put Quake 1... In at number twenty, uh, which is between uh, it, it's it's between Mortal Kombat four and Ridge Racer sixty four. Uh, I think it's baseline competent. I think it's uh, fast and it's fun, and it's got that kind of like old school first person shooter charm to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is not the best version that you could be playing of this game. You can probably find. This for next to nothing on Steam and really enjoy the you PC can version. Probably much download it for free somewhere for like it's in like ten seconds. Probably where, on your phone. Yeah, you exactly. can see that there is a menu and each bar yes. of multiplayer that takes up at least a third. Oh yeah. man, of yeah, that was the, a very annoying. Yeah, part. we to mention of that. screen that you get. So yeah, it's yeah. Like a running the two player mode, multiplayer yeah. mode. Uh, yeah. So you know it's it's uh, good, not great. I'll say for Quake, but sure. uh, Quake Two has cracked my top ten. Uh, it's going above Mario Tennis. It's going to be my new number seven game. Oh. So it's uh, currently the highest rated first person shooter if you don't count Pokemon Snap. But I do count Pokemon Snap. It's so, absolutely it fits every <laughs> definition. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Quake Two is fantastic. Uh, if you have a chance to pick it up, I would urge you to do so. It's uh, you know, especially if you're the type of people who are still dusting off your N64 to have golden eye parties with your friends, I think Quake Two will be right up your alley. Yeah. Uh, what What are your thoughts, Phil, on these games? Well, you know, I think we're really highlighting um, 
remember, I'm the guy who who wouldn't uh, wasn't really interested in Quake because of the scary looking cover. Sure, uh, did not listen to Nine Inch Nails, <laughs> and so when you say coming in above Mario Tennis, it's hard for me to <laughs> Sorry. really grapple with that. I spent a lot. I actually came to Mario Tennis in high school. Oh yeah. So in the early 2000s. And yeah, as a high schooler, uh, while other folks uh, enjoying Halo, um, played a lot of Mario Tennis. So that one—I mean—that's was... not a bad choice. Like, so I, yeah. I, I cannot. Phil's review of Quake. <laughs> I like Mario Tennis. I like Mario Tennis. <laughs> <laughs> and that coveted well, Mario you know, Tennis versus Quake debate. So here's, so here's, here's the other piece: is uh, certainly it's fun to sit on the couch and and jump into a four-person multiplayer and shoot each other a bunch. And have a couple options and a couple modes. That in a game for me goes really far. Yeah. I, I have gotten together to play uh, games with friends a couple of times. Um, actually, you know, a couple of times this happened with you, Woody. We mm-hmm. play a new thing on Steam, and and we're we're trying this new game, and it's kind of neat. It's kind of different. It's, you know, the art's cool, and and there's a definitely a big piece of me that just wants to sit and be able to shoot my friends. Uh, and see my score go up, or in today's case, down. Uh, <laughs> you found your groove, though. You found it your got group. a little bit better. There was less. Uh, you turned it into a real serial filler. Well, yeah. <laughs> once we realized your name rhymes with Phil, it opened up a lot of avenues for my pun work. You know, my, my, like name, my rhymes yeah, rhymes your name rhymes with Phil. name rhymes with Phil. With Phil. <laughs> it's like one to one. It rhymes perfectly. No, kill. I mean, it, it kill. You can make a lot of band no, puns. No, they, they switched the uh, so it wasn't inverted for me, and that was. Uh, uh, that, that, was a a breaker, right? yeah, that was a deal breaker. So this is definitely one you can just sit on the couch, and you know, the more people, the better. And yeah. it delivers know. on the on the brain dead fun yep. of just blasting. People. Definitely. Yeah. So um, I I pretty much agree with everything you said, Steve. I don't agree with everything you said, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put Quake, the first Quake, at number 22, mm-hmm. which is right under Mace the Dark Age. Oh, Mace the um, Dark Age. Yep, like you said, good, not great. Yeah. Um, and, but who Quake Two? Yeah. That was that was a fun surprise. Like I didn't know it existed on the system. I liked it more than Turok. Um, yeah, I mm. like Turok always. In, is Turok is cool. I like the environment, but it's so wide open. It's so easy to get lost. Yeah, which is something I that really bugs me in first person shooters. Definitely, this game's a lot more linear, a lot smaller environments, but yeah. there's still some a little bit of creative objectives and it just plays real nice and the multiplayer mode was fast and really smooth so quake 2 also cracks my top 10 um i'm putting it at number 10 which is under tetrasphere i believe not bad mm, not so. bad well welcome to the elite 10 quake 2 you're in you're in it for both of us so yeah. you you done real good kid for now yeah for now. let me for let now. me let me chuck you on the shoulder you little rapscallion you're gonna go far in this business quake too yeah i'm sure it's so happy to finally be mentioned on an obscure podcast 22 20 late years later we're not obscure we're exclusive yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> only the cool people have heard of us sure john i'm sure john carmack is listening to this being like oh i finally made it <laughs> <laughs> looks like we made it yeah, that's John Carmack singing right there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, everybody, uh, thank you, you so know, much for you listening. Ever think about how we could just do any voice for our John Carmack impression? We could. No, like, no one would tell me. Yeah. No, one, no one tell me. Hi, I'm John Carmack. Hello, this is me, John Carmack. But no, I'm the real John Carmack. Quiet, you. Phil, you have to shoot cue, one of us. Cue the outro music. <laughs> <laughs>
You can't get rid of me with your outro music. Yeah. No. This is going to be our new, new bit. Welcome to the John Carmack cast. All John Carmack all the time. I'm your host, John Carmack. No, I'm your host, John Carmack. Fuck you! No! Then they do Dragon Ball Z fight, which yeah. we can't show in an audio format, but it's happening and it's epic. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find us at Ultra64Podcast.com. Hey, shout out to me on Twitter. I'm at Ultra64Podcast. Phil, thank you so much for taking your time and coming and goofing off with us. This was really great to see you and really great to have you on the show. Thanks, guys. Great to see you. Uh, so next week we have uh, a game that I've never heard of. I don't think anybody's ever heard of. So I've got a little assignment for you, the, Woody. The developers of the game have heard yeah, of it. The developers of the game have purged it from their mind. We don't know what this is. All right, I get homework. All right, you get homework. We both get homework. Okay. And the listeners at home, if you want homework too, you can send something in. Yeah, uh, that would be great actually. So the game we're playing is called Starshot Space Circus Fever. What the hell is that? I don't know. So, Woody, your homework and my homework is that we are going to go home before we do any research on this, and we are going to write what we think this game is about. Oh, that's good. And we're going to see how close we get. And uh, so if you're listening at home, write us in uh, at ultra64podcast at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter. And let me know what you think Starshot Space Circus Fever is about. I'll tell you one thing about it. The cover has a clown. Yeah. That's all I know. Tune in next week. Find out what that is all about. Uh, Until then, machine gun fire, machine gun fire, sound effect, sound effect, Foley explosion. John Carmack, out! No, I'm John Carmack. You're stepping on all my outro lines! Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the days when I was just a little gigolo, I looked up to my bigger bro, begged if I could kick it. So when he went out with girls, I could go tagging along, nagging. If she had a sis, maybe could mag a baby hood rat. You'll remember way back then. When it was 1985, all the way live, I think I was about 10. One of those happy little fools singing the blues that be always trying to bag with the shag and karate shit. Saying, yo, mama black, his mama this, his mama that.